Hi, it's Misty. This is Lattes and Legends. Hello. It's been a long time. Yep. I know I promised that I would do a podcast while I was away. And I would have special guests. But my special guests and I were too busy doing family stuff. So I'm here today and I'm going to record a podcast. And today's podcast is a little um, backstory, a little history of, if you will, of makeup and how it used to be killer makeup. Yes. Can you imagine? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about that today and I'm also going to say hi to my new listeners and hi to my sister and my nephew because you guys put up with me for three weeks and it was great. I had to come home though. Uh, Lots to do here. Lots, 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 lots. So we are going to dive into this. All right, so sources for today are from thecut.com, quickanddirtytips.com, globalfounders.london. Yeah, that's what I got so far. Um, I do have a few more sources that I will get into after I dive into this a little bit. Um, There is some coffee brewing, so let's let the festivities begin. All right, so... Like I said, we're going to talk about makeup and how dangerous being beautiful was back in the day. And if you know me, I love, love, love some eyeshadows. I do. I don't wear them as often as I used to, but they're fun. And that's why I felt I needed to uh, share a little tidbit about how and why makeup did what it did back in the day. All right, so let's talk about lead makeup. So first off, if you know anything about lead, it just sounds a little bit silly that we would put lead on our faces, right? We all know about lead paint. So now we're looking at the history of lead as a makeup ingredient, and it's a long history, unfortunately. In the 18th century, women used to mix vinegar with lead to make them look extremely pale. Which to me is very funny because now everyone wants to look extremely tan. So if you don't know the history behind looking pale, basically a short but sweet rundown is if you were pale it looked like you had money you lived in a beautiful house that you wanted to spend time in you never got outside and if you were tan you looked poor because you worked outside is basically what I've gathered from all this history which like I said is funny now because when I was growing up I was always pale and I was like, I'm not getting in the tanning bed. I'm not getting in the sun. It's just not my jam. And I was often made fun of for being so pale. Interestingly enough, 
Had I been living in the Victorian ages, I would have been considered rich and royal for my paleness. So there, suck it. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the lead. So when things like smallpox busted out, women decided that if they got smallpox, they needed to hide it or hide the scars. And so what they did was mix vinegar with lead and it would create this basically a cover-up foundation kind of deal and make them look super pale but cover up those scars and marks from the smallpox. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say, they were poisoning themselves slowly. Yes. So some side effects of lead poisoning were gray hair, dried out skin, constipation, abdomen pain, and then death. So doesn't lead in your makeup sound very, very beautiful and pretty? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so after lead was stopped being, or after lead stopped being used in makeup, people then turned to arsenic. <laughs> yes. Arsenic was seen as a complexion miracle product. They made soap for it or with it, everything like that. And the people who were using arsenic were using it to get rid of pimples, freckles, blackheads, liver spots, uh, wrinkles, dark rings under the eyes, you name it, they were using it. Isn't that crazy? And a bar of arsenic soap would go for about a dollar a bar. And this looks to be, it was in the 20s, 1920s. So what, 100 years ago? So that's pretty scary that that was just uh, not that long ago. There was a soap on the market that was called Dr. Campbell's Safe Arsenic Complexion soap and it was this medicated soap that seemed to be quote a miracle worker however women started to discover that they could get arsenic for a cheaper price and they were making soap with arsenic on on their own and they decided that this was going to be their new business model and these entrepreneur women were busting up the arsenic and making soap mm-hmm so again, slowly killing themselves. So besides death, women that were using this arsenic soap were also going bald. And basically it has kind of a withdrawal type um, of side effects. And once these women stopped using the soap, they were like, oh, my complexion looks great. But then they found out that, that it could be messing with their... Um, skin and so once they stopped using it their skin would completely go nuts it would go haywire and so all of those things blackheads and all that that they were dealing with before were coming back and this is why they kept using the soap because they would see that these things were happening to them again well it was working so i need to use it yeah Mm -mm. no no so don't use arsenic in your soap please 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 all right, so let's talk about mercury. Oof. Sounds crazy, right? Yeah. So 
mercury was actually discovered in some modern cosmetics, which is pretty scary. And it was used to cure blemishes. And there, <laughs> there were also people that said it would cure syphilis. And there was a saying that happened out throughout this, and it was, quote, a night with Venus, a lifetime with Mercury, end quote. Yeah. So Mercury is absorbed through the skin, and it was causing birth defects in children and kidney liver problems, horrible fatigue, horrible mood swings, irritability, tremors, depression, a metallic taste in the mouth, Hmm, what else? Oh, right, yeah, 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 and death. So people were dying from putting mercury in their makeup. So, yeah. <laughs> also, let's talk about deadly nightshade. Um, if you don't know what deadly nightshade is, look it up. It is a plant family. And I won't go into that because this is not a plant podcast. <laughs> but let's just say... You shouldn't put it in your makeup. So back in the, this looks like the 20s, 20s and 30s as well, there was a company that was making makeup that had deadly nightshade in it. And there was all, they were also making medicines that had de deadly nightshade in it. And it was using belladonna leaves. And these belladonna leaves were causing women to die. So women in Italy were using it and they were using it as eye drops to dilate their pupils. And according to them, when their pupils were dilated, it made them seem much more attractive to men. And when you look at these pictures of these women now, which I will try to post on Instagram, their pupils were so big, they look like weird animation or anime characters, which is really funny to me. Uh, but basically, they would put these drops in to make their pupils dilate. And this made them look beautiful in the eyes of men, according to them. But it also made them very sensitive to light. And if they were using it multiple times a day or multiple times a week, they died pretty quickly from it. Yeah. Ooh. And let's talk about... Um, lard in makeup. Let's talk about that. Does that sound disgusting? It sure does. So in the late 1700s, men and women were really focused on new hairstyles and making themselves look so fabulous. So they were using lard in their hair products. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> When women would use lard in their hair products, they would find at night they were being attacked by rodents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many women were reporting that mice were chewing on their hair in their sleep, and then this was causing some serious issues, and eventually people discovered that you shouldn't put lard in your hair products because it's not safe. Mm-mm. All right, ladies who love your eyelashes and your eyelash extensions. I'm just going to personally say I don't get it. I don't get it. But okay, so this is not a new thing. 
This has been happening since the 1800s. So in 1899, there was actually a newspaper article written about eyelash extensions. And I want to share a quote from it. Quote, an ordinary fine needle is threaded with a long hair, generally taken from the head of the person that wants the eyelash extensions. Mm. Mm -hmm. The lower border of the eyelid is then thoroughly cleaned and in order that process in order the process may be as painless as possible, we will rub on the eyelid a solution of cocaine. Mm. The operator then, by a few skillful touches, runs his needle through the extreme edges of the eyelid between the epidermis and the lower border of the cartilage. The needle passes in and out along the edge of the lid, leaving its hair thread in loops and carefully graduating the length of the eyelash." End quote. Oh dear God, really? Really? Uh, why, why? You men think that women are crazy now? Mm-mm. Who's gonna, first off, rubbing cocaine solution on your eyes. Um, let that roll around for a minute. And the sticking needles into your eyelashes with one of your own hairs to make your eyelashes look extended. I'm going to take a break on that note. And now I am going to talk about um, some products that were marketed to women. Um, and this is from all of history. So in ancient Egypt, there was eyeliner that was marketed to women. And this eyeliner, you've seen it in pictures, paintings of ancient Egyptian culture, and it was very toxic. Many monks back in the day would use it as part of their traditional makeup for different ceremonies, and many of them were killed during the medieval times because of the ingredients in this eyeliner. And the ancient Egypt ancient Egyptians started using it and it's very toxic and it basically was used to blacken the eyebrows and your eyelashes so basically like mascara and whatnot today and it is called where is it antimony and it was extremely poisonous and there was a study done in 2010 that said it was lead-based, and so this is the reason that many of the monks died when they use it, and why many Egyptian women died when they used it, and basically it shuts down the immune system and works in a way where the high levels of lead start to affect the skin, the digestive tract, and chronic health problems and breathing problems came from it. Mm -hmm. So that was another lead-based product that was marketed to women. Another is in the 19th century, 
to early 20th century, there was a poison used for hair removal. So it was called, let's see here, do, 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 thallium acetate. And this thallium was often prescribed as a way to cure ringworm. And it did cure ringworm in a way that made the woman's hair fall out. Mm -hmm. So there you go. <laughs> the chemical was also used in creams that were marketed to women that wanted no hair on their body. So if they didn't want to shave their legs or their armpits or whatever, this is the cream they would use. It did cause their hair to fall out. However, it was toxic and caused poison as soon as it contacted with the skin. And so this started killing people off because it was so poisonous. So by the 20s and 30s, there were a lot of people dying because of the thallium acetate. And there was one incident where a child of a woman who had it spread it on their bread and then ate it and they died immediately. So that was a horrible idea. And let's see, one more here. Ammonia and opium facial treatments. So, this was in the 19th century, and this is when women were really starting to get inundated with, oh, look, you can be beautiful and all this, and there were magazines popping up everywhere. One of them was Harper's Bazaar. And in this article, it was, or in a column, it was a beauty column, sorry. There was a writer who titled their piece, Ugly Girl Papers. And this recommended different beauty routines at night. So one of them was to cover your face in opium overnight as you slept. And in the morning, rinse it off with ammonia. That sounds like a great idea, right? <laughs> Well, we all know what ammonia does to your skin. So clearly this fixer-upper to your face did not last very long. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, I'm going to do one more. And I'm not stealing this from my favorite murder because they did cover this. It was the arsenic green dresses from the 19th century. So basically... Arsenic was used to create the beautiful green, like the emerald green dresses you see in the Victorian age. And we all know the arsenic is poisonous. Mm -hmm. So the people in the factories that were making this were taking in the toxic fumes and this was slowly killing them. But those that were wearing the green dresses were not aware that the dye in their dresses was slowly killing them. So... One thing led to the other. Women and factory workers started dying of arsenic poison because of the dresses. All right, I'm going to try to finish this up. So on some of the websites I looked through, I did find information that there were rumors that Queen Elizabeth I used um, these cosmetics that contained arsenic and mercury and lead and she used them for over 40 years and so historians feel like this could have possibly been the reason 
that her appetite was really low and that mentally and physically she was really just in bad shape. It was all from the heavy metal poisoning, which that phrase in itself makes me giggle a little bit. Just say it a few times, heavy metal poisoning. Hmm. (laughs) Um, So during her time in court, she would have temper tantrums and even her ladies in waiting were just like, what is going on with her? Sometimes she would throw her makeup and the brushes at the ladies-in-waiting. And so just her mental stability just went downhill real fast. And a lot of people think that it could have been from the makeup. It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So I found another beauty treatment that, that a lot of people say killed a woman in France, I can't find her name, but her lover was King Henry II. So, um, yes, so she was strawberry blonde. And she drank a potion of liquid gold every day. Hmm. It had very high levels of mercury, and her cosmetics and medications did as well. And Come to find out, her bones were very weak and broke very easily. Her large and small intestines were inflamed, and that could be what killed her. And many people think that the gold that she would drink was not safe for her. Uh, This gold was supposed to be taken once a month, but she drank it every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, she drank it because she wanted very white skin and she had anemia. So maybe those things didn't quite go together. There was also a face mask in the 16th century that I found out about that was made of mercury and turpentine. And it was to be left on the face for six to eight days and rubbed off with steam and bread. Basically, it was to dry your pimples up and people would just slather it on. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, it was poisonous because of the mercury. So many people at court, many women at court died because of it. Or, you know, some random disease that doctors didn't know about it. It was probably the mercury, yes. Yes, yes, yes. One more thing that I found, and I might just cut this short because I'm kind of babbling, and I'm sorry. I just haven't talked to you guys in so long. To whiten teeth, many of the uh, women at court would find grain, pumice stone, aloe, vinegar, honey, cinnamon, pearls, scrapings of ivory, and walnuts, and cook it with silver or gold foil. Then they would rub the paste over the royal's teeth with a cloth. And we all know that these silver and gold foils are poisonous. Add that to the powder. Mm -hmm. Not only did it take stains off the teeth, but it also started to take the enamel off the teeth altogether. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Mm -hmm. So, ladies, gentlemen, people who are wearing makeup. Next time you put it on, think about what it's made out of. And remember, 
some women died because they wanted to be more beautiful. Mm -hmm. I hope everyone has a great day on that note. <laughs> I will talk to you guys maybe next week. Have a wonderful weekend.